What's up, Rangers Nation? It's Alex Blake with Dallas Sports Fanatic, and this is Texas Rangers Fanatic Podcast Episode 19. And we have a special treat today because for the first time on this podcast, I actually have a Rangers player joining me. <laughs> it's uh, it's awesome. 19 times, but we finally got it. I'm Congratulations, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wes well, Benjamin. I appreciate it. Thanks. So, Wes, first of all, I want to say... Wes Benjamin is congratulations on uh, being a new husband. Yes, thank you very much. It's it's been very busy <laughs> the past couple of days, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting the stress levels to go down anytime soon. <laughs> I think everybody can uh, put that on their chest, saying stress levels are at all time high. Everything that's yeah, going that's on, true. No it kidding. feels like it's only been really. I mean, I know per se you gotta ask somebody, but like. 10 months. It's only been 10 months since the, and actually to the date today, been uh, nearly 10 months since spring training was shut down. And then it's, I mean, 10 months, 10 years, it feels like. I'm convinced we're we're frozen somewhere and this is all like a simulation. It's taking too long. (laughs) 2020, (laughs) I'm halfway between, I don't know if 2020 happened or if we're still in 2020. (laughs) <laughs> so my whole thing is, and if, they, if, if folks have listened to the last few episodes, I call this point not really 2021. I call it 2020-2 because yes, 2021 exactly. is officially what? Going to start middle of the year? 20, 2021 only happens when I finally remember to write it down under the date <laughs> column. I think that's when it officially starts for me each, each year. <laughs> I am so lucky that all the computers have the full day listed at the bottom right or the bottom yeah, there you wherever go. you have it. Because <laughs> I'm seriously would be like January 15th, 2020 slash 20. I actually a few times have actually put too many ones at the beginning. So I'm saying November oh 15th, 2021. Maybe I don't I don't blame you. You're not alone. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So Wes, I have a question for you because there's, it's been a crazy year. And so not only you got life of the alternate training sites, which I'm sure was riveting, and you got a look at the big leagues, <laughs> your taste mm-hmm. of the big leagues, fans or not, you made your big, big league debut. I don't care what anybody says. Oh yeah. So there's a little bit of globe life field history. So in the ballpark's history, there is only one Texas Rangers pitcher that has picked up a victory on a doubleheader day. Do you know who that is? Oh boy. I didn't know there's going to be trivia involved. Um, I do not. Who is it? It's the person I'm talking to right now. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> September 12th. The Rangers were one That's of, awesome. I believe three teams that had only played one doubleheader in 2020 uh, Arizona and Colorado were the other two. And somebody can correct me, but um, I'm pretty sure that that's the case. The Rangers, the only AL team, which was that day because of reasons, I'm sure everybody knows why the A's-Rangers game was postponed to September. But yes, game Mm. one of the doubleheader. Wow. I had no idea. That's awesome. So, uh, Jeopardy question right there, if anybody. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'd look pretty dumb on Jeopardy, too. That'd be terrible. (laughs) I would, too. That's awesome. Pretty cool. But yeah, it, it was an awesome year, um, at least well on the baseball stand front. Um, super grateful that I was given the opportunity to, you know, kind of show up and do what I, I came there to do. And 
um, hopefully make a name for myself this next year here would be would be wonderful. So I'm excited for what this year has to come. Absolutely. I'm it's really have you had any conversations regarding going into spring training? About just like what the plan is a possible or, have, like about your role. I don't know if it's too early for that, but have, have you so been... the funny thing is, is like when people ask me what position do you play? I just say pitcher because <laughs> I'm going to be wherever they're going to allow me yeah. to be. Uh, I, the, obviously, you talk to any one of our guys, it's going to be where can I help the team? So they tell you, hey, we want you to play first base now. I'm going to play first base. So I think that'd be awesome just to help the team out however I can. My my ultimate goal and, and how I want to help the team out the most is being a starting pitcher. And I think that's something I've done my whole career. It's I'm comfortable with it. I know what I'm doing. Uh, the, the most interesting thing I think this past year for me was figuring out how to take on that reliever role, that bullpen role. And, uh, you know, when you have six pitches to warm up and I'm used to having a full hour and a half, I can stretch mm -hmm. out, I can roll around, do whatever I want to do. You know, I don't have time for that pre-workout to kick in and be ready to go out onto the mound. I have to be like, all right, get, make sure you have one pitch, one or two pitches in the zone for a strike and get these next three guys out as fast as you can. So it's fun to be able to know that I can do that. And also the fact that, you know, you don't necessarily always know what all the other guys are going through on a daily basis. Now that I've seen what the bullpen arms kind of have to deal with each day, it's so much more respect that I have for them too. Not that I didn't originally, but you know, there's always that rivalry between starting pitchers and bullpen <laughs> arms too every now and then, but yeah, it was, it was a fun experience. Absolutely. I think it's an interesting correlation now that you mentioned as far as warming up the difference when you talk about using openers, because a lot of times on the outside, you're thinking, oh, it's just the starter coming into the second inning. That's the only difference. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a yeah. lot more difference preparation wise. And that's why I think managers are real reluctant to do that because it messes with, especially if you're so used to being a starting pitcher, it kind of messes I would think not only physically, but mentally as well. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a kind of a flow of momentum to the game that happens, especially when you bring out a really good bullpen arm right off the bat and they let's say blow 98 miles an hour by their first three hitters of the ball game. And then, you know, your, your first at bat is the number four hitter of a great hitting team. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes things can kind of unravel. So I, I definitely seen both ways where, you only see their best hitters maybe one less time, but also trying to start the game off right away where you want to get into a rhythm and start rolling and you're, you're facing Albert Pujols, the first hitter of the game. And the next thing you know, there's bases loaded and you're trying to figure out how I can go five or six innings. So um, I, I definitely see that the appeal of it, but at the same time, it's a sense of pride too, as a starting pitcher, you're like, I want, I know I can handle this and seeing them one more time through the order isn't going to make as much of a difference. Um, I think it's, there's a reason I'm not a manager. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they know what's best for us, but more, more often than not, they certainly do. So um, that, I, I definitely get that question a lot. And I think it's interesting that most people, they just assume, Oh, you just, plug and play like MLB the show I just put this guy in first and then the rest is the exact same and it doesn't always work that way those are the same people that just think play calling is just playing Madden and all you do is ask Madden oh yeah and just he tells just you what to do circle yeah 
armchair quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, you can be an offensive coordinator. You can be a defensive coordinator. I'd be the best Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator right now. I just got to flip through my Ask Madden pages, and then I'll be perfect. That's all it takes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Where you tells you to punt on fourth and one at your uh, opposition's 36-yard line. I remember that lovely yeah. gift. So. <laughs> if you're down by four. <laughs> In the fourth quarter. Yeah, with no time left, basically. Yeah, smart. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm curious, how was the alternate training sites? So well, there's a lot of really good stories. I can get into some of them. I don't know how much time you have, but um, we've got all so, day. Yeah. So well, I, I remember going to the original uh, Globe Life Park when I first signed, uh, I was in a sling, basically, I, or I just gotten out of my, my cast. I had a, um, I had Tommy John surgery in 2014 and I signed shortly after, um, which I'm still incredibly grateful. The Rangers gave me an opportunity. And I remember showing up to the field and I was in a, I was in like a blue polo. And by the time I got, I like left, I was probably in a black polo. Like it, I had sweat so much. I'm like, how do these guys play in this? It's like an easy bake oven. Like there's no airflow whatsoever. And meanwhile, you know, this is as more recently, I'm, I'm talking with Joe Palumbo and stuff. And he's like, yeah, my, I literally, I threw like three pitches and I instantly got a blister one day. I'm like, how, how did anyone play in this for so long? They, they gunned uh, the, so, you know, those like temperature radar yeah. things, uh, now that are everywhere for coronavirus so they used that on the field to see how hot the turf was that's on that during the training site and we would practice at 10 a.m and it was like 148 degrees on the turf at 10 in the morning and we're like looking at each other like is this safe should we be out here right now (laughs) meanwhile they're like suck it up everybody else has played here for so long like I, i it's incredible and then meanwhile that's all the more opportunity or the more motivation you need oh, to yeah. try and get to the other side. So then you, you walk in the doors and the other stadium and immediately it's 71 degrees, just nice and balmy. And you're like, okay, I can, I can get used to this side a lot more. So I definitely think that I, I don't, I don't know how they were able to play there. It's a beautiful ballpark. And, and I think, I don't know how they managed to one up it, but just the AC in general is incredible. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. That's that's the only thing I when you have naysayers they're like oh the Rangers don't need a ballpark I'm like well have you really been there and I remember Joe Palumbo's game because <laughs> it was game one of a doubleheader that they played at at Globe Life Park and Joe mm. Palumbo started game one and I think it was like I don't know the game time temperature but it was like 95 98 as far as I was just regular temperature that. goes I remember watching it on TV and it it just looked like. I, I, you know, everyone has those towels they wear over them. That doesn't do anything. It just no, makes it everything hotter. Like, like I, I can't even imagine wearing a sweatshirt on the bench with all the other starting pitchers. I'd be trying to fan myself off, do something. You need shade big time. <laughs> it was almost like, cause they would have, it, it would almost be like another feeling when you go into the dugout and then you go that, that shortcut to the clubhouse and then you feel that breeze that's coming out yeah, of that shortcut. It, hit, it was yeah. almost like a breath of fresh air. You would see people conjugate right on those steps. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not standing here because I want to high five, shake hands with with whoever. Granted, that's an added bonus. I'm standing here because <laughs> you can feel the breeze coming out. 
Absolutely. I don't blame you at all. I mean, the way, the way they have this new field set up, it's incredible. You won't want to leave. I, I think it's awesome what they did. And, um, you know, it's guys definitely are like completely okay with staying out on the field all day too, even warming up early. So I think that'll be fun to see how that plays out. Hopefully we can interact with fans more and stuff. Cause I'll definitely be out there a lot more. Yeah. And batting practice, I'm sure would be, you know, a lot of fans love seeing batting practice. So I think you'll see a lot more, batting practice or a lot more time as far as batting practice goes as going inside and even in your start I mean the roof was open and so it I think so I'm pretty sure it was somebody can correct me maybe I am wrong maybe it was closed that was the least of my concern to be honest with you I know you're probably not the best person to ask because I'm pretty sure there was I didn't even know I want it to be honest with you then too because apparently I'm the only one on the double header (laughs) <laughs> per, per your per your trivia request hey but, hey but you know on, what i was gonna say the, the the coolest thing to me or well i keep staring at it every time i'm there it's that uh that truck world hit it here sign in in the right kind of right field upper deck bleachers and i still remember watching joey gallo hit one literally okay. within probably four feet of it and it never, no one since has any come anywhere close, even in BP. I haven't seen anyone come anywhere close to that. So I'm excited to see if that ever gets hit. I, think that'd I be wonder, fun. somebody needs to make a bet with Joey Gallo to see if he hits there you go. during batting practice. There you go. That would be awesome. Relay that, relay that over to Joey. I don't know what the wager is going to be. Well, yeah, we'll try and we'll try and work some charity front and do it. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll ha- I do a donation. So there we Yeah, there you go. But he has to hit it, and somebody's got to get it it on film. If you you hit it, do you win a truck, or what's the deal? I didn't even look. It doesn't explain anything. It just has a hit it here sign. Somebody needs to tell Joey that. You can get a free truck. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. That's probably all the motivation he needs. Yeah, I'll tell him, hey, you can't hit that, and then we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the motivation Joey needs. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Wes, you are an Illinois native. I am, yeah. And yes. apparently I'm getting all these Illinois natives who are on my podcast inadvertently. Uh, so it, it actually works out perfectly because my family is from Chicago. And so I know we, uh, but you're a little bit more West, right? Literally the town I live in right next door is called West Chicago, if that's any indication. I'm about okay. a 30 minute train ride straight West of the city. Yeah. So, so it is West. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Pardon, pardon that. But um, so Cubs fan, White Sox. So I grew up a Cubs fan. I, I Even though I'm on the west side of Chicago, I, I was there's definitely a lot more north sider fans than there are south side. Um, I think there was a clear divide growing up. It was either you're a Cubs fan or you weren't talked to. You know what I mean? So like the Sox fans and the Cardinals fans, they got to hang out together, but the Cubs fans were always the the in crowd. So I tried to fit in probably more so than I should have. But I mean, yeah, it, it was fun going to games. I, I've been to both sides uh, growing up. Wrigley Field is just, the history there is incredible. So that's what drew me into it as a kid, you know, and you know, the whole lovable losers kind of antic that they brought on where it's, it didn't matter. No one even really watched the game a whole lot. It was hang out with your friends and have a good time and get to watch baseball while you're doing it. So I, I totally agree with that too. And um, it, it was, it was fun 
uh, you know, introduction to my entire baseball career is just getting to see that. Nick Solak is uh, Illinois native, right? He's yeah, he's from he's two towns over from me. He's younger than me, though, so I never got to play against him growing up. But uh, Did you guys yeah, know each other before? No, I. So when we got him, the the first question I asked because we he showed up in Nashville with me when we first traded for him from Tampa Bay, and I saw his nameplate. It said Nick Solak, Chicago, Illinois, and I was like, "Really? You're from Chicago too? Like, cool." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm living Naperville or something like that." And that's usually what that's like. The other Chicago is you either mm-hmm. from Naperville or you're from Chicago, and everyone just assumes you're from somewhere around there. So. Yeah, it, it, small world, and it's cool. We can kind of have that bond and stick together as, as you know, the, the Naperville, Illinois-type kids. It's kind <laughs> of like a high school relation, and anybody who's in the Texas, northern Texas area knows, you know, I'm, I'm an Allen High School alum. So, yeah, gotcha. uh, as far as the people that I uh, graduated with, I could probably name about five to ten maybe twenty percent of those yeah people. exactly you you uh, know everyone from north texas obviously right because you live in allen or you went to allen high school yeah that's how i know works. everybody in there out of 11 i know all 1100 people i graduated with there you go i remember watching people at my high school graduation and going they're in my class yes like we i think we i think we had like 550 people in our graduating class and i still Dude, know this that's, day that's I'm nothing like, well, okay, so for you guys, yeah, Texas guys, that's a whole different story. Baseball or, or football is a religion, and also everything else down there, I think, is – I, I kind of wish I was a part of, but it's still so much different. But oh, even yeah. for me, I'm like up here, 550 people, and I maybe know like 100 of them. So <laughs> uh, it's just how it goes up here, I guess. It's too cold <laughs> to hang out. No one wants to do anything. <laughs> so as far as the cold goes and like – um, as far as a pitcher goes too, you made your major league debut at, in Coors Field, which is mm-hmm. sort of like a red flag for pitchers. How does it feel getting that one out of the way? Well, you know what? I was just so relieved to get the opportunity. Um, when I got called up, I think it was, uh, August 11th, every single day, it didn't matter what time of the day I was preparing, I was ready to go in. And then after the first day, it didn't happen. It's like, okay, maybe tomorrow's the day. It's going to happen now. And then the 13th rolls around. I still haven't gotten in. All right, this has got to be it now. And I'm doing bands like crazy. I'm throwing plyo balls up against the wall. I think our, our, uh, our bullpen coach, <laughs> our bullpen coach, Doug Mathis goes, did you put like an energizer battery in or something today? You're not stopping moving around. I'm like, yeah, you, you think like I'm freaking out, man. I'm trying to get ready to go. And then finally, after we flew over to, to Colorado to Coors Field, I, I got to the point where it's like, if it happens, it happens. And I was relaxed. I was calm, cool, and collected. Heard the phone ring. And I'm like, I just know it's me. So I was ready to go from the get-go. Um, it went about as, as smoothly as I'd expect a, an opening or a, a debut to go. Um, but I, I had a great time. The, the weird part about Colorado is there's no crowd noise. You know how they normally pipe in all that crowd noise. So you they hear, didn't have I could hear conversations that were happening in the bullpen, like people asking what they're eating for dinner or something like that. I'm like, as I'm, I'm trying to, my mind's going a mile a minute at the time, but I, I thought it was so strange. It felt like a, you know, playing a spring training game in the backfields in, in Arizona and surprise. So it was an interesting experience, but I'm glad I got under my belt. 
So I have to ask on there, it's, it's got to be real different pitching when there's no crowd, when there's no, and again, like you said, it's different that you're pitching at Globe Life Field where they have crowd noise that's um, computerized, mm-hmm. but yeah, how, how, I, and did you talk to any of the uh, other guys who had made their debut uh, regarding just sort of how it, it, the different atmosphere is? Yeah, um, I think there's definitely a form of adrenaline that you can get um, when there's fans there. It's like you're you feel like you're playing for the fans when you don't see them. It's like you, your mind something. There's a, that extra switch in your head that doesn't turn on quite as much. And I definitely think once we get fans in there, we get big situations that like the velocity is going to increase a ton. You know, the big game scenarios where people have to really slow the game down themselves are, are going to start to take effect. So you'll really see if guys are able to handle it and who aren't. I think I kind of got it uh, a little bit easier for me. And I think a lot of the guys who made their debuts this year, we kind of got, you know, our hands held into the entire aspect of what major league baseball actually entails. But I, for the most part, I, I think it was, it was a great stepping stone to be able to go through that. I've kind of maybe an easier level as they would say. Um, but at the end of the day, when, you know, Mike Trout steps in the box, you still have to throw to Mike yeah. Trout. So it doesn't right. matter how many fans are there or not. You're not thinking about who's screaming what I, you, you got to be locked in. And it's almost better when you can, when there's so many fans that you can't hear any of them and it drowns out versus, you know, uh, one, one parent in the background yelling, Hey, you stink. And you can actually understand that and comprehend it. It's kind of funny when you think about that, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm hoping we get as many as we can here this this upcoming year and everyone stays healthy. Because it almost feels like you guys are making two, I, I know it sounds weird, but like making two major league debuts. You're making one mm-hmm. just in general, and then it's almost like there's one aspect of your debut that's not present. So then you go in assuming crowds are there. You're essentially making another debut this time with the atmosphere aspect to it. But like you said, you've already gotten portion of that down. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's going, it benefits you guys. I feel like all the rookies that got their shot this year, making their debuts in 2020 have a good stepping stone because you've already got that adrenaline, you know, going hitter to batter, you've got that down. Now it's just how to do it with a major league crowd. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, there's a piece of it that's missing that I think all of us kind of felt because of that, where it's like, you know, you're, you're dreaming about playing baseball in your backyard and you're a little kid and you're not picturing no fans in there while you're up to bat or while you're making the three, two pitch in the bottom of the ninth inning and the fans are completely silent. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) So obviously everyone's like, I want that aspect. And that's what I think I'm missing personally. And that's what I can't wait to get back this year and and hopefully next year and every year from here on out. So um, it's excited to see a lot of Texas Rangers fans in the stands here and hopefully in October as well. The positives and negatives, you want those crowd cheering, but then also on the road, those people yelling True. at you. True. There, I, I'm sure there are just as many, you know, uh, negatives as there are positives out there. Uh, I would hope that we would have more encouragement as opposed to, <laughs> hopefully, I'll, I'll say this, hopefully we can make the fans have something to be happy about more so than we would not this, this upcoming year. Absolutely. And then I, and one of the reasons why, when I was looking at the upcoming rotation, and I know Lance is gone, 
but uh, this is a really young rotation kind of led to Kyle Gibson seems like the, the main guy. And of course we'll see uh, with spring training, but you look at up and down this list. I mean, there's a lot of quality guys that got their opportunity and you can pretty much pin slot anybody. And so did it help knowing that you got to experience this with a whole lot of people that like you started uh, the alternate site, you got called up, you got a whole lot of people called up and you guys get to experience this together in a big group. Did that really help? Absolutely. Yeah. We, well, so being able to go through the system with guys like Kyle Cody and, and everyone else kind of Brett Martin, uh, all sorts of people, even Taylor Hearn who showed up in 2018 from the pirates. I think we got him. Um, getting to play in the minor leagues with those guys, it, it made the transition so much easier. And the best part about this year, obviously we, we have a, we have a lance sized hole to fill in the rotation. So there's going to be a lot of competition coming up. Uh, and I think I, I welcome that a hundred percent, uh, being able to make everybody better as a, as a cohesive unit is, is way better than just trying to pick out a flyer of hopefully this guy sticks, hopefully this guy sticks, you know what I mean? So I think being able to, to use what we have right now, um, is going to be great because we're all going to get better because of it and become better baseball players. Um, Gibby's certainly take a, taken a leadership role, um, in our group. He's a great guy. I, I hope most more people start to become fans of him too from the Texas side. I know this past season wasn't long enough to kind of really get to know guys, but he's a great person. And, uh, um, I think being able to start to build kind of a unit around him, guys will go out every day, get us five, six innings in a start and give us a chance to win ball games is, is we're just going to see who's can be the most consistent and that person's going to get a spot. So um, I'm excited to see what happens this year and whatever role they, they give to us, all of us, I'm sure are just going to be happy, happy to take it. I'm curious what the mindset is because now that you brought up with all these guys, now essentially you're competing against these guys because Gibson's going to get a spot. Lyles is going to get a spot. Arahara is going to get a spot. Uh, up and down, see if Dane Dunning's going to get it. But then you have, let's just say Dunning doesn't, you get two spots and you got a lot of guys, you know, you you've grown up together. Now, all of a sudden it's like, now I'm competing against you regarding a rotation spot. Yeah. It's, it's funny when guys kind of think about that, it, that's the, it seems to be the initial reaction from the outside, but honestly, it, it doesn't feel that way. Um, uh, especially amongst guys who you consider your friends. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a competitive aspect of it, but it's, I don't want them to do worse. So that way I can look better. It's, I want them to do better. So that way I have to step my game up and prove that I can be there. I think as soon as guys start to figure that out, that's when their game completely changes and everyone just continues to grow and get better because I mean, let's say you don't make the, the roster and you're still throwing really well. There's, um, I hate to say it, but there's, 30 other teams looking at you that all want what you have. So as long as you can focus on yourself in that regard, I think that's, that's where guys don't really, the pressure's off. It's, I just have to focus on me. And, and I, I hope everybody does incredibly well because at the end of the day, you know, we want the team to win. So um, everyone making each other better in that regard is what's going to be the main point of focus, I think, for this year going forward. And I'm even I'm even trying to pick up some Japanese here in my spare time so I can talk to Koei and, and try and communicate a little bit better. I don't know how good he is in English yet, but I'm excited to meet a lot of the new guys we have coming in. 
I'm curious to know from some of the other Rangers like uh, Odor, Elvis, when you Darvish was in, see if they picked anything up. I don't know. You know, I, I, well, I think you Darvish knew more uh, English than he was letting on. He got good fast. Probably the funniest story I know about him was um, there was, I want to say, I don't know if it was Cole Hamels. Someone was talking to him. I remember staring him at, staring at him in the weight room and they were, they were talking to him. And he had this, Lee Darvish had this look on like, I don't know what you're saying. And before I, before I knew it, like they, whoever he was talking to walked away and then he like bumps someone else on the shoulder. Like I totally got him. Like he thinks I, he thinks I didn't understand anything he said. It's like, no, he's, he, they're pretty smart. Like he, he can understand what, what's going on. And he's been around like you Darvish says like slang terms, like, Oh, that's awesome, bro. And stuff like that. Like it, they, they, under, he understands English. I'm, I'm interested to see because I uh, think Koei is what, 28 years old. Yeah. He, so I don't know. I don't know how much English he knows, but um, by the time he's here, two or three years, you get immersed in the language and the culture. It, it becomes second nature. You don't. You don't need a translator as much anymore. <laughs> but no, that's a good point. Brush it up on a little Japanese and see. I I really do think that just in general, even coming in, that um, some of these guys know more than they let on. You still need translator, especially in high watermark situations, so that you get the point across. But I, I yeah. think just in like regular clubhouse banter, I think they know a little bit more. I mean, if you know how to speak Japanese, English is a breeze. I feel like that that stuff is hard. I'm, I've been trying to learn every day. Like I do, I, I use Duolingo or whatever. I don't know if you heard of that, but that app. I'm like trying to learn phrases here and there. Just uh, there's like three different languages and three different characters and stuff, and I'm going crazy. Like I gotta take it one step at a time. So it's it's pretty intense. I don't know how. I'm I'm sure it'll be hopefully a little bit easier for them to learn English than it was Japanese. <laughs> I still need those Latin guys to help with uh, some Spanish too. No oh kidding. I feel like I start speaking Spanglish sometimes to, to people because <laughs> that's how my mind starts working. And I'll just like, I'll say, I'll, I'll like try and say sorry. And I'll say sorry in Spanish to someone who's like, a, like someone, my neighbor or something. And they're just like, I don't speak that language. Okay, cool. But I think that's awesome that, you know, you are develop you're immersed in that culture. And yeah. every time, usually right around February, March, I really start getting into Latin music and I'm like ready to ready for baseball season to start coming around. I listen to see what all the, the top hits are in Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic and stuff. Cause then I know that's what I'm gonna be hearing in the next, you know, five, six months out of the year in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Cause doesn't Elvis still control the music? Uh, I, I, yeah, that's going to be interesting. We, we lost a lot of veteran guys. So yeah, well, it'll be up for grabs. Um, yeah, but whoever, whoever was, you know, had a good day or whoever was uh, really feeling it would grab the, the aux cord first and would, would have the, the locker room start pumping. Absolutely. So is that kind of how, as far as road games, like when you guys traveled, is that kind of, do you feel like under the circumstances of 2020 that you guys became more together um, as far as the protocols that have to be, you guys really couldn't go out. And so it's basically you're secluded with each other on road trips where it's just, you had the dine, sleep, all of that as, as a group. Yeah. I mean, we weren't really allowed to leave the hotel. Um, it was, Hey, uh, we're going to go watch this football or basketball game in Lance's room, or, Hey, we're going to, uh, uh, Jesse Chavez brought his PlayStation. And he's going to play Call of Duty. 
you know, things like that. So it's like, we just, we would just hang out and obviously there's not much to do in a hotel besides watch TV or, or call your family. So if you weren't doing that, I mean, you'd, you'd be eating dinner together or, or, or whatever you could, where we get our, we get our little sack lunches, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't really necessarily be allowed to go anywhere else. We'd have to like stay within certain numbers. Or if we were in the, we were in the ballroom, we would have to be that that's like the only congregational space where we could be allowed to be or at, at some time. So it's like, there, there are certain rules in certain places, but when we had like outdoor rooms or something, you could have more, I don't even know how it works, but that's, that's essentially how everything went this past season. It was, it, it wasn't the full major league experience as I've been told, but um, still, still pretty fun. Nonetheless. Do you have a juicy road story from, from a road trip? Oh, if gosh. you're, if, if it's better, if you refrain, <laughs> then don't worry about it. I don't know. I, I think with maybe the only thing that I think would be relevant, I may have to plead the fifth on, <laughs> but um, we, we had a really fun group of guys. And um, I definitely think that, you know, in, in terms of good people on this team, we, we certainly have one of the best. I, I can imagine any, anything more. So I'm grateful for that. Sorry, I'm sorry. I can't disclose any information. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I get it. I get it. That's what I say. If you're, if you could say it out loud, go for it. If you have to refrain, I I'll, totally I'll understand. Of, I'll think of you got your allegiance ones, to your team. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll think of some good stuff if I can before the end of this, but yeah, that's so far. I'll, I'll, I'll need to think on it a little bit. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so with the first Rangers player, I figure, and a lot of you pizza fans know this, when the Rangers score seven, you get a free large pizza or you get 50% off at Papa John's. So I figure no, this isn't going to be a pizza related, but I figured do a Rangers seven uh, question. So Mr. Wes, uh, let's go ahead. So I'll just ask you this. It, it, this is really random. Seven questions. Random. Fire away. I'm going to ask this to every single uh, Rangers player I could get. So the more random, the better. Let's do it. <laughs> so Wes, <laughs> question number one, uh, what is a surprising song on your playlist? Ooh. Surprise! Hang on. Can I look at my phone? Is this yeah, cheating? No, no, it's not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna search. So, as, as much as you know, everyone loves country, especially in Texas and stuff like that. Most of my playlists and stuff involve some sort of pump up type workout music. So, just because my phone's littered with like EDM type music doesn't mean I listen to that on the regular. So, I, I apologize in advance if I say something kind of interesting i think i had a taylor swift song on if that's if that's the which most one random uh i believe it was cardigan yeah taylor swift cardigan there you go or uh sunday best by surfaces that's another one too you guys can look that one up that's a fun one to just kind of people are gonna kind of chill this, but i have i don't recall that taylor swift song i have a couple uh -oh. on there yeah no uh yeah, that's I just on have every like radio station here. So I've, I've heard it so many times. I figured, all right, I'll get it. Fine. I've been working <laughs> from home since April. So any radio listening has pretty much gone out the door. Yeah, there you go. So there, that, that's my excuse. <laughs> Save on gas. It is. It is. I think what is it like after uh, I would get it like once a week and then all of a sudden uh, I would be just go into like groceries and stuff. And then it's like three weeks later, I haven't gotten gas. 
And then the prices were, it it just was a breath of fresh air of just not having to fill it up. And I know the prices in the Illinois area, especially in the Chicago Mm -hmm. county areas are absolutely ridiculous. It gets pretty rough the closer you get to the city, for sure. (laughs) I, that's something from, from, that's actually one of the things that popped up in like, when you remember as a kid, when you would travel all the time. And so like one of the things would be like, why are gas prices so expensive here? But then you go outside the city. You you take two blocks across the street and they're 10 cents cheaper for some reason. Yeah, it's all. Oh my gosh. Like, I think I forgot what County is next to cook, but like there's this one gas station that's like right on the outskirts. That's like 10 cents (laughs) cheaper. And you would have lines of people waiting. To People get go gas. nuts. There are apps for it. They, they have apps on their phone now where you can see which gas station's cheaper based on how far away you are from it. People are smart, man. I mean, they, they know what to do. 20 to 25 minutes <laughs> to figure out which gas station I'm going to. <laughs> oh, man. I got to remember what it's like in, in Texas here sh- shortly. That'd be great. Uh, I think it's like under two last time I checked. Okay. So, gotcha. That's pretty decent, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I know people would say, oh, it's a little high. Well, no, go, go north. And you go to California. It's, if it's under four, it's a good day. (laughs) Question two, uh, what is a TV show that you watched or watched that people wouldn't think you would? Oh, I got a whole bunch, but I same, same here. I'm trying to pick which one I think would be best. So uh, I won't say it's my wife's fault because I kind of got into the drama. Uh, Vanderpump Rules. Have you seen that before? I have not. So she would she would put that on, and finally I got to the point where I'd just be sitting on the couch and going, "Oh, this person's a jerk!" Like 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 I had been watching it my whole life too. But I finally got into that, and I think MTV's The Challenge. I love that show. I I'm, I'm watching a new that. season this year. I have not yeah. watched it in the last three or four years, so I don't know any of the new cast. I pretty much stopped watching when they uh, brought in all of these like new, new people. And I kind of stopped at like, I think between 2008 to like 2014 is when I was like, that six year span is when like I was hooked on it. Yeah. So like absolutely. I go from like the original, I think the first one I ever watched, I don't know if you remember this, uh, The Duel one yeah there you go yes yeah yes i mean there's a guy named wes on it so i gotta watch it he's my he's my favorite guy i hope he wins every time so does that mean you're gonna shave your head and uh color it red yeah i don't know if i can pull that off i think that's more his (laughs) style but we'll we'll see what happens (laughs) i'll tell you i'll tell you what if you uh if you throw an eight inning shutout Uh uh-huh i have to do that yes (laughs) All right. And only eight innings, though. If I go CG, that's, I'm, I'm free. <laughs> if I only go eight shots. No, because you may you may influence nine. Doug Mathis and Chris Woodward into Ooh, being. Okay. So eight or later. Because you may okay, be like, and I better not, if it does happen and I'm watching it, I better not see in like the seventh inning. I will, I will inning. buzz my head and I will die at red for you. There I, you I, that's go. a deal. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so we'll do this prior and after and during pandemic, but grocery shopping. 
Do you do delivery, uh-huh. pickup, or in-store? And if it's changed with the pandemic? So in Texas, when I was down there and the virus was kind of new, um, I was as cautious as possible because yeah. the last thing I wanted to do is get anybody sick on our team. Um, so I used Amazon to just ship it to my door. And I thought that was awesome. That's the first time I've ever done that. And it was so cool to just be able to like have a knock on my door and I have all my groceries in like a little like silver container there. I was like, this is sweet. Um, but normally I go in here, there's there's not too many people around where I live going to the store at any point in time. So um, I usually just go into, we have a place called Jewel Osco for anyone oh, yeah. who knows Illinois. That's where I go and I, I shop for my groceries. Uh, I would say, do, is Kroger there? Because I was going to say it's like the Chicago version. It's of similar, yeah, similar to Kroger. Yeah. So for those that don't it's, know, Jewel it's like Osco. it's not quite a Bucky's, but uh, no, it's, it's not it's, Bucky's. <laughs> it's very generic. I I've got I I haven't been in Jewel in a long time, but from what I remember, you got Jewel, you've got Dominic's. They're yeah, just, there's a couple on. It's uh, it's like fries. Do you have a fries there? I don't yes. know. Yes. Uh, yes that's like arizona there's fries and stuff yeah it's basically like that uh i but one thing is i will go to the grocery store and everybody knows this on there i will go to the grocery store at 6 a.m when i go in person really mm-hmm. is there well, like special think, deals or something that i don't know about there's just not just... well there's not that many people there first off and second yeah. off you have people that are stocking so they're there before six stocking uh, shelves Gotcha. I don't think I've ever looked up what time grocery stores open because I'm it's probably six. asleep. Yeah. <laughs> like I, if I get there five fifty-five, I have the to guy knocking my car on my the door, car. like, "Hey, can I come in? I need to get my groceries. Let's go." The sliding doors aren't even aren't active. <laughs> they don't have any cash register that you have to use the uh, self checkout at that time. There you go. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the self checkout. Less less human contact there, the better. You don't need to be running into people you know at the grocery store. <laughs> I, hey you know any way you can prevent it and you know you never know with like delivery and pickup you know people are and, and some of your items aren't available so if you have to substitute do your own because i'm real picky so oh yeah do your own substitute you you're big do they have a specific no i'm sorry what <laughs> i said you only eat organic stuff or what's the no deal? no no <laughs> i am just i am just a picky eater I gotcha. I understand. I'm the same way. <laughs> I used to, as a kid, not have cheese on my pizza. Really? Yep. So, well, like, okay. So then I do have to ask, since you did bring up pizza earlier, what's your what's your pizza topping of choice? What do you what do you normally go for? Mostly pepperoni. It depends on the place. Um, okay. So most of the time, it's pepperoni. Uh, if anybody has ever eaten at Papa Murphy's, I will have black olives, not pepperoni, because I don't like the way they do that. So I like okay. their, the black olive. Um, when my mom makes it, I mean, it. I don't usually eat Italian sausage, but if she gives me leftover Italian sausage pizza, I'll eat that. There you go. So like, I'm a big fan of that, too. Mom's homemade, but pepperoni is I, I can't handle olives, though. That's a no for me. Olives and, and I heard Brett Martin the other day on the other podcast they were doing say green olives and I was like I I look at you I've never now. had that before but I'm curious I would like to to try one piece but it sounds like it'd be real salty. So I gotta know too. So I actually love Hawaiian pizza. Do you consider that 
pizza or am i imme- immediately on like the hit list of no okay, i mean i please i i there are some less. aficionados who are like if you think oh Hawaiian yeah pizza's people who actually thing, like don't talk to me but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it i think it's great i'm a big fan <laughs> you can eat whatever you want i mean i i have my share of really stupid food opinions everybody yeah. well i'm a big so I'm a big barbecue pizza, a barbecue chicken pizza guy. If I'll, if I see that on the menu somewhere, I'll probably get that first if I've never been to that place or whatever. So I'm a, I'm a big fan, but yeah, I, any, I don't know why I love barbecue so much, but I'm, I'm all in. Barbecue in general? Barbecue in general. And, and also that, yeah. Barbecue so pizza. Are you looking forward <laughs> to opening weekends in Kansas city? So my uncle is a barbecue pit master and he oh. wants to, probably produce a spread for everybody there um so that'd be kind of fun if i got if i crack an opening day roster and, and get to see him up there that'd be a lot of fun absolutely hint hint hint, hint uh right here yeah hey if you guys i'll talk to the rangers front office hey if you guys want barbecue you should probably put me in <laughs> let's see how that goes over well oh my gosh bribery this is a straightforward question uh sleep with socks or no Yes. In Chicago, if you don't, you're not going to fall asleep because your feet will be too cold. See, <laughs> so sleep I, with socks on. See, even when I visit, <laughs> I don't do that. Like, I, it just can't. So I know, I know a lot of people who don't, and, and it's interesting. My wife doesn't, and I feel like I have icicles on my legs half the time when I, uh, <laughs> like, during the middle of the night. So I don't know how. I've heard uh, scientifically, if you have warmer feet, you will fall asleep faster. So I've always took that to heart and I've kept socks on ever since. But if you want to listen to scientists and all that stuff, I mean, it's up to you. <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. There's your science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to each their own. Yes, absolutely. What was your go-to video game growing up? Ooh, go-to video game. Uh... Boys I was a big Tony Hawk guy. Tony Hawk games were awesome. Uh, I think Tony Hawk Underground was like the first game I actually remember feeling like riveted by. But other than that, like any sports game, like I was a big NFL street guy too. Those were a lot of fun. I had the, I rocked the old PS2 back in the day and I, I rode that out for a while and I finally got an Xbox one probably like a couple years ago. Like, so I'm still holding it down with those. I don't think, I don't think, I think I still think that PS5s are fake. That no one actually has them. They just get the boxes. <laughs> they just say that they're because, also yeah. Out. They're like, oh, I totally got them, and they just like printed it out and put it in a box or something. I still don't think those are possible to get. If you have them, more power to you. But those are going to be about as tough to find as a vaccine right now. If you're trying to get. <laughs> doesn't and maybe I I misunderstood, but doesn't Jose have one? If he does, he hasn't told me. He hasn't been sharing this information with me. He might have access to it. Might He's probably not. trying to keep it on the down low. So if I, if I know Trevi, he has access. He probably does. He has a lot of connections in the Dallas area. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Somebody to, it's like one of those uh, transactions that you take in like the trunk of your car with like yeah, people exactly. have their masks on. It's like you're trying to do you, one you of those You take your hand and they're like, something just went down there. <laughs> and like a gas station that's jose that's 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 the epitome of jose right there <laughs> oh if i get a chance i'll ask jose not about that but perfect. about owning a ps5 there you go perfect <laughs> and it's just riveting when you said back in the day of ps2 god i feel so old 
Oh, well, yeah. I, I, and obviously, I, we're, I don't think we're that old, but I mean, it seems like it. Because when did that come out? I was like, what, early 2000s? Like, it had to have been, right? Oh, my gosh. Really? I feel like it yeah, has oh, been. Man. Yeah. Something like I was that. an N64 guy. There you go. I used to always go to my friends' houses who had that to play like Super <laughs> Smash Brothers and all that yes. stuff. They were the cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mario games growing in there. Uh, I think we still. I have to see. I think we still have an N64, but um, PS1, PS2. Those are expensive now. You try and find that, and online, it's probably like two, three hundred dollars. You could probably buy almost buy a PS5 with it. <laughs> that shows you about the quality <laughs> no kidding right well all you need to fix it is you just got to blow on the cartridge that's all, oh, that's there you, all go. It took. you don't have to worry about anything else that's that's where you get your air Simplicity. from oh man yeah. that's that's if you didn't blow in the cartridge then you that's like the staple yeah, yeah you haven't lived absolutely did you really have a childhood if that was the case <laughs> So Wes, if you weren't a baseball player or athlete, what profession would you be in? What profession? Ooh, uh, doesn't have to be sports related or just in general. Um, just, just not like, you know, it's a cop out if you say, "Oh, I would have been a basketball player." No. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, so I went to school for physical therapy. I still think, I, I, you know, unfortunately, I, throughout my career, I've been hurt before enough times to know that. Uh, I, I feel like I know a lot about anatomy and the human body where I can like tell people, Hey, maybe you should work on this. Maybe you should try rolling out this or so guys will like kind of come up to me if they don't want to go in the training room sometimes and be like, Hey, what do I do for if this is tight today? And like, I'll try and give my two cents, which is kind of oh, funny. So you're the go-to. So, so, so not quite doc, but you know, maybe I can help guys out with sports injuries. That way I could still be around sports. Cause I'm, I'm a huge sports fanatic too. Um, but Ooh, if, if not that, uh, yeah, I, I would have to, I'd probably just have to say that that's the, that's the oh, yeah. career path. Still there counts. I think broadcasting would be fun. I think that would be a lot of fun to do post careers, you know, get to analyze games and stuff and still stick around. The main point for me is I like to be around sports. So whatever <laughs> I, I can do to make that happen, I'm good with. So what did you do between the months of April and June? Back here? Just in general, nothing going on as far as the sports world. Well, okay. Well, whew, I, I did a lot. Of, so I, I came back here. Uh, we, we basically were told mid-March, hey, uh, it's only going to be two weeks. We're going to be back down in Arizona. Leave all your stuff. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. I'm like, okay, perfect. I come back here, start throwing bullpens, ready to go, ready to go. Nothing for months and months and months of, hey, we're thinking about starting maybe a little later, maybe next month. So by the time I had kind of just gotten fed up of hoping that it would be the next week that we started throwing down here, everybody had masks on. We would start throwing in games. We, we had like our own little weather started to get nicer. We started getting outside live at bats, live VPs here. So I, I basically threw about 60 some odd innings of baseball on my own. So I kind of had my own little makeshift season uh, and we got some high school kids. We got some collegiate hitters. We even got some uh, major league hitters from the area uh, to show up and, and take a few hacks and, you know, try and stay sharp. Cause that's, we, that's what we all were doing. We just had no idea when, if we even would play a season. So we wanted to stay as sharp as we could. Um, and I think for the most part, that's what helped me out too. in in terms of, you know, maybe I only got, 
20 some odd innings in the major leagues, but I've thrown probably over a hundred innings this past season or this past year, just not in a professional setting necessarily. So I yeah, think that on paper it says 22, but it's not really 22 because no, yeah, in. not even close. Yeah. I, I, my, my arm went through a full season this past year, so I'm, I'm ready to continue going forward. I think that's perfect, you know, in any way in shape or form that you can get to that goal, even though it's not on paper and you're not facing big league hitters, you're facing one on occasion, but you're not facing big league hitters. The fact that you're able to at least get that work in for one year, it's fantastic. And you think that, like you said, it, it helped attribute to the success that you had and the length that you had uh, throughout yeah. the season. You're able to go four or five innings. Yeah. And it was, it was cool. Cause like I had guys, you know, from my local high school and stuff like that who wanted to show up and we tried not to make it too big of a crowd. Cause obviously we don't want to have any MLB is going to have a red flag. Yeah. No kidding. Right. But also it was, you know, by word of mouth, Hey, do you want to go take a few swings today? Sure. And I'd get like two or three guys to show up and, you know, the high school kids would like cheer and clap and high five each other when they'd have a foul tip off me or something. And like, you know, if they, God forbid, you know, made contact with it, everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Like, this is awesome. So it was fun to be able to see and, you know, and, and see how far I've come kind of as a, as a player and as an athlete, you know, from that level. Uh, It's pretty cool to see. That is awesome. That's amazing. And uh, last thing is, so I got a question for you and question number seven. So I need a Rangers wingman. Let's just say you're going out to the club. This is post-COVID. Going out to a club. I come up to you and say, hey, Wes, I need a wingman. And one of your teammates, who would you recommend? I was going to say it's not me because I'm, I'm kind of spoken for right now. <laughs> so I appreciate, I appreciate you tiptoeing around that. Uh, hmm, I, let, let me see. I think, okay, so I would, I would go with Ronald Guzman. I mean, so he's, he's taken, I think as well, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't want to speak for him, but at the same time, if, if you need that kind of the, the cool guy flair to it, like, Hey, this is my friend. And like, he'll start speaking super fast. This is my friend. I'm Ronald Guzman. What's up? And then like, he'll, <laughs> he'll before you know it, he'll probably have drinks in his hand. And then like, I think he would be your go-to guy as a wingman already. Not only that, cause I think people recognize him too. They probably be like, Oh my gosh, it's Ronald Guzman already but does he still him for sure is he uh sporting out the uh frosted tips again this year oh i haven't asked him i think that'd be kind of funny he's got the curls going though he's, oh yeah he's, he's always got the curls pretty much going yeah so i i think he should do something like that i think it should like we got to dye it some color or something this year but i think the frosted tips was definitely interesting he almost the only had, thing like, i Derek would going on Oh yeah. Maybe, yes. Derrick Henry <laughs> pull that one going, especially with the batting yeah. helmet on. That would be yeah, amazing. Awesome. <laughs> Wes, man, I appreciate it. And good luck to spring training. Pitchers and catchers are reporting in, in, in just about a month. I think a little bit over a month. Yeah. Almost. And everything's yeah. on track. Yep. Yeah, we're going as far as I know, fingers crossed. And thanks for having the- me, Alex. I appreciate it. <laughs> if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, you can follow at aplaguetx. If you follow Wes on Twitter, uh, your Twitter handle? I think it's just wbenjamin12. I'll have to look, but I think that's it. Let's go for that. wbenjamin12. <laughs> and it comes yep. up as a game day, Wes, for great reason. Wes, ready on game day. 
Uh, if you want to listen to this podcast, you go to YouTube. Uh, it'll be up there also on Anchor and Google Podcast. Ranger fans, uh, mid-January, we're getting close. Everything's saying it's on track. And uh, you guys uh, just keep uh, staying safe out there. Wes, man, enjoy it in Illinois. Uh, stay warm. Keep those socks on. And <laughs> will do. We will, I appreciate it. We will uh, get things going in February and then, of course, in March, spring training going and opening day less than three months away, two and a half months on April 1st. I'm ready for it. Let's do it. We're all ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks again, man.